The next train to Tangent City departs in one minute. This is an unlimited service that may stop at reviews, spoilers, and swearing. Passengers traveling with young or conservative travel companions are reminded to read the show description before embarking on any journey to Tangent City. Well, you do pickle them afterwards. I like pickled peppers. Yeah, but Peter Parker. No, not Peter Parker. Pickled Pe- peppers. Peter Piper. Yeah, but it's like Pick- capsicum, but it's pickled peppers, but they're. They're oh, those ones that, that they stuff with that cheese Ooh, mix. No, but they're good too. Yeah, but you can get pickled peppers, and but they're capsicum-looking things, and they're red, and they're lovely. You know what they are good with? Yeah, a uh, a poached egg. Ooh, in the morning you do some... slow cooked egg. No, the, why would you want to slow cook anything? I want it now if I'm cooking it for breakfast. I think Rachel and my dad might be soulmates. <laughs> He's like, can we have fast eggs today? <laughs> How do you slow cook eggs? Cook them in the shell at sixty three degrees oh, for one minute per gram of egg weight, and they come out. And the yolk, like the white, is like cooked but not like solid. And then the yolk is just this viscous, oh, just the texture I've, of I've it. I've already, like, forgotten what you said. <laughs> that just sounded <laughs> Good thing we're recording. How, <laughs> how do you even, like, you, you'd have to have a measure of, like, a temperature. Yeah, I just leave, like, a... Um, that sounds difficult. And I, then add bits of ice and I turn just, the temperature up oh if needs be. Lord, I just... I just open it and crack it into the <laughs> boiling water and then just understand that I'm going to lose some of the white stuff and that's okay because all I really want is the yolk. Yeah, but the yolk, the texture, I'll make you slow-cooked eggs one day. You'll be like, oh, my God, Kat, that's amazing. Right. I'm still disturbed by what a peck of pickled peppers is. It's like, <laughs> Uh-oh. It's like, he picked, he, like it never, never occurred to me before, but it's like Peter Piper, right, he picked a peck God knows what the hell a peck is. A little bit. This is the last time that you say P for this whole podcast, right? No. Unless he says podcast. Oh, then we're all stuffed. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's it's just like, it's one of those things where you've always known it, but you just go, that makes no sense. So how's your flirkin been today? <laughs> my my flirkin is wonderful. How's your flirkin? Oh, my flirkin shat in the bedroom. <laughs> I was laughing the other morning because, like, our flirkin was sitting there just, like, hacking her guts up. So I'm running into the lounge room expecting to see the Tesseract. <laughs> Nothing. Just vomit. Speaking of uh, Tesseracts and uh, other things, I just realised that the bell is not here. Oh, yes. Um, um, Lewis, you're on bell. I, I don't think you're we, closer. we don't need to. Well, are you going? Yeah, he's, he's going. Okay, fair he's enough. He's going. Um, maybe, maybe I'll do the I'll do the <gasps> introduction. Yeah, I know. Um, so we're without Cecilia, and for very good reason because Rachel's going to be ringing the spoiler bell shortly, and once she does, we're going to be going just full steam ahead with Captain Marvel, which was just an extraordinary experience, and can't wait to get stuck into that. So today we have the lovely Rachel. Hi. We have the fabulous Lewis. Hi. And we have a menagerie of animals who think it's going to be amusing to hang out with us because we're in the lounge room today. And we've got Cat. Oh, yes, you've got me. You forgot about you. I always forget about myself. Actual Cat, not Flurgan. That will make more sense once you've seen this film, but you are listening to Tangent City, so uh, rate, review, subscribe. I have to say that it's like my job. Yeah. Like I have to. It is. I'm like the desperate... In uh, slow cooked eggs, I'm getting paid in slow cooked <laughs> eggs. I'm I'm that sad, desperate podcaster who wants more listeners. I'm not really. I don't care. Hey, Sean. Anyway, <laughs> anyway no one fan. Let's jump into things. Ready? 
Oh, you've been nice. practicing. Well, you know what I wanted to practice, but mm-hmm. I didn't have time was the Marvel theme because this movie, Captain Marvel, started with the most amazing Marvel tribute um, to to Stan Lee, and it was amazing. We saw it three times, and each of the three times, goosebumps and tears. Yeah, yeah, just amazing. Oh my god! Speaking oh, of tears, god, do we goosebumps now? <laughs> did we? Yes, yeah, probably just because it's a bit chilly in here. Um, did. Do we find out whether Kevin Smith was aware that the Mallrats thing was going to be in there? Because I know we saw his reaction. He was, like, in tears and everything, but I couldn't work out whether he knew that was going to happen. I don't know. Um, I'm guessing that some fan probably would have told him that it was in it. Well, yeah, but beforehand, like, before it actually was released, whether he was aware that that oh. was happening. I don't know. We'll, we'll – um, have to just – it'll remain a mystery. We'll never know. No, I'm thinking – There's pretty, no way to know. Pretty darn sure you'll talk about it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> there's one thing that's a given. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So um, you guys have seen it three times. Mm. I've only seen it once, and I'm sure the third time – by the third time, you pick up even more and more. My my problem is that I can never keep up, like, with all of the movies, so I know there's um little <laughs> – <laughs> little, um, Easter eggs all mm. over the place that I'm missing. And I think one of the things I noticed was um, when the Cree – I know we haven't even talked about the movie oh. at all. Um, you know when they're on oh, we're only five planet Cree um, <laughs> or whatever? Okay. So you know how they've got like the um, uh, atmosphere divider sort of thing where they go out and it's all hexagony after they yeah, leave yeah, the yeah. planet? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I wonder – did. So that technology is sort of what's getting used um, in Black Panther. In Wakanda, yeah. Yeah. So this is where I was watching it going, man, if I only had a good memory, I'd know how all these pieces of the puzzle all fit in. And that's where Lewis comes in. Do you want to give the uh, listeners, even though if they're listening to us, you'd hope they've seen the movie, a little rap? Yeah, okay. So Captain Marvel is a story of Carol Danvers and how she becomes the most powerful superhero in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it's a, it's a really interesting story because the when you've seen a trailer, uh, you, you kind of like go, okay, so she's an alien, right? And then you go and see the movie, and it starts off that she's an alien, but she's having these flashbacks of, of life on Earth. Mm. And, it's a, and then there was a really interesting device that they used uh, with having Ben Mendelsohn's um, skull cra- character, uh, I think it's Talos, um, and he, he was, like, you know, going into her mind and finding out, uh, like, like, looking for certain specific information about Captain Marvell, who was, uh, you know, a Cree that had escaped to Earth. And it was like, I was wondering at that point in time when I was watching the film where they were doing these, all these flashback things, are normal audiences going to be on board with this? Are they going to understand what's what's going on here? Um, what did you think of when you How saw How could that? you not? I thought it was very, it made sense to me. I thought it was a very key, uh, a very cool um, little plot twist, I guess, um, to give you information, like timeline information without doing it in a traditional sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, but it was a really like when you start watching this film, uh, you like look at it and you go, okay, so she's a Cree, she's you know uh, fighting with these other Cree warrior heroes, uh, and you know the bad guys are the, the scrolls, and then like when, when you watch the movie and it just all gets turned on its head. Yeah, and- it really does because you start off the movie with that dream sequence that she has. And you see that she's got blue blood mm, in mm. the dream sequence. And so you're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, she's Cree. 
because we all know that yeah. Crees have blue blood. But she, she does. Ah. She does have like blue blood, and you find out about the the reason for it later on mm-hmm. in the film. Uh, but yeah, it's it's really uh, like I just love the way this film works because they kind of like made it a you know it's a superhero film obviously, but also it's got a bit of born identity to it as well. Yeah, like with yep. the whole lost memories and figuring out who you are and all that kind of stuff. And, and it's Buffy. Also- oh, Buffy, yes, very Buffy. Yes, I thought that as well. Yeah, um, particularly in that scene at the towards the end where she's um talking to the um what's it called the high no damn it supreme intelligence supreme intelligence i was gonna say the high intelligence (laughs) i'm I'm sure there's a degree of high intelligence there (laughs) and so she's having a chat with the supreme intelligence and then she goes through that whole thing and you see all the times that she's been knocked down and then she spins it on its head and there's that bit um you know each of those iterations of her and her life where she's been knocked down it's got her straightening up and just sort Mm. of getting on with it and you think yeah that's a real Buffy moment the other thing about this film is it's sort of an origin story as well if you look at the characters of Nick Fury and um Agent Coulson you sort of see how they started out yeah and of course you've got the famous eye thing that is uncovered in this film and damn that anti-aging thing that they use is like so this was like I loved Brie Larson but I loved Sam Jackson in this film even more. <laughs> was not to love. I mean, oh, one, we awesome. get Fury with two eyes, like you say, yeah. yeah, and you get to learn like how he loses his eye, which I think is pretty cool. But, oh, and his cute love of cats. That was hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Like, seriously, like, they're running around, like, on this base trying to, you know, find out information. They're not supposed to be there or they're not supposed to be out of the room that they were in. And he's literally stopped in the middle of the corridor to go, Ooh, who's a pretty kitty? Oh, you're the pretty kitty. It's like, that wasn't the line. It, but. It's, well, it's still pretty – it's pretty darn cute. But the de-aging thing, um, it, I thought he was done really well. Yep. Agent Coulson yeah. didn't really do it for me, but particularly the scene where – um, so you got uh, Fury and um, Carol Danvers, or she was at that stage, she was still Veers. Um, she turns around and sees um, Coulson in the stairwell mm. just before they head out onto the plane. And there's something about his face, and it hit me all three times. I was just like, mm, nah. I have to agree. He looked a little bit ironed out, he looked photoshopped. Yeah. But obvious photoshopped, whereas um, Samuel L. Jackson's character. Well, Nick Fury's face just looked – he just looked like from Pulp Fiction. It was very cool, except like without the crazy hair do you and think, moustache yeah, true. and beard. Do you think do they – I don't know. I can't remember. Do you think they had to – they just spent more time and effort and money on uh, on Samuel Jackson because he was It was, was probably be- the lighting because they were in a stairwell. Mm. Yeah, it was – but I think uh, it was just amazing to have a character that was, you know, in a – majority of the film and he was like you know computer generated but just um just unbelievable absolutely yeah. fantastic so good but um getting back to the, the kevin smith thing like because when i first saw the stanley cameo on the the train during the fight sequence with the with the cree which i missed the first time <laughs> the like says on the train stanley's there and he's reading the script to more rats uh, and he's running through the lines. Now, the first time I saw the film, I realised it was like him running lines for more rats. The second time I saw the film, I saw the script actually had more rats written on it. 
The third time I saw the film, I saw it was More Rats by Kevin Smith. Oh, see, the first time I saw it, I just saw More Rats. And then after, I thought about it and I thought, oh, yeah, because Stanley had a bit part in it, I just realised. So, yeah, just as you were saying that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's not just the fact that it's a hello to Kevin Smith. It's the fact that it's the 90s and that's what Stanley would have been doing. And so Stanley was actually cameoing as himself. Exactly, yes, yeah. Which is crazy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's why Kev is so ecstatic because yeah. now he's like literally in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as Kevin Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is which is really cool. The, the, um, the, the thing I found was interesting, though, was that the uh, in Mallrats he had a beard and mm. uh, obviously he looked a lot younger, but you know, we could, not, not going to put the money into DH him as well. Yeah. But the um, he was in California on a train, so he wasn't going to the to shoot the film or anything like that. So it must have been like he was just like learning his lines, going back from home or something like that. But I just I just like the the idea. It's just yeah. a cool. Funky idea. It was very cool. And I liked the, um, I like when they all land on Earth and the scrolls start to take on the, um, the facial features and everything of the, because they assume the identity mm. of, of the people that are around them. And I just love that, you know, Ben Mendelssohn's talking out of this, you know, beautiful surfer chick. <laughs> yeah. And then he turns around and this somebody one's else, taken. <laughs> this one's taken because somebody else did it. Uh, and Ben Mendelssohn's voice is so, um, so unique that you pick him, even though he's all like in all that makeup mm. as a scroll, mm. you know it's Ben Mendelsohn. And what I liked about that piece of casting is Ben Mendelsohn's been, um, you know, cast as the villain quite a lot lately. Yeah. And this is his opportunity to flip it. So people would assume, oh, Ben Mendelsohn, okay, yeah, he's kind of always the villain. And Ben Mendelsohn playing a scroll. Scrolls are the villains. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So it was it was really great casting, I thought. No, it's, it's fantastic. And he did an interesting thing as well because at one point uh, he's playing Nick Fury's boss. Yeah. And he's playing it as himself. Like mm. it's just Ben Mendelsohn. And when he does plays that character, he actually affects an American accent. And then when he's doing his normal scroll voice, that's the Australian accent. Yeah. He's there. I didn't even notice that. I think that's because Ben Mendelsohn's American accent is not that great. <laughs> or maybe just because his voice is so unique that all I can hear is Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. I don't sit here his, his accent so much. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, great casting. But it was so it was so weird. Like as a a fan of the, you know the Marvel comics and knowing like the scrolls are the bad guys. The scrolls have always been the bad guys. Sometimes there is a scroll who's kind of a good guy, but generally speaking, they're bad and they're trying to take over the planet Earth or whatever planet they're taking over. But in the MCU, you've got this whole idea that the Kree ain't that crash hot like that. That the bad guys. Yeah. So I found it really hard to reconcile those first scenes where. You know, she was hanging out with the Cree and being a Cree, like some sort of super agent. Mm, mm. And you had the guy who was hanging out with um, Ronan um, in Guardians of the Galaxy, um, Karath. So you had him as part of her team. Yeah, played by uh, Digimon Hewson. The dude who's right at the start of Galaxy Guardians Ponsi- of the yeah, Galaxy yeah. on the yeah. first planet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So... Um, yeah, I was I I was sort of trying to understand 
where the Kree fit into um, with Guardians of the Galaxy because I couldn't quite remember, but I had some idea that they were maybe the villains. So that's why when uh, when okay. she was with the Kree, I was just like, aren't they a bunch of not great people? Yeah. So, yeah. But I, I just I appreciated Jude Law as well because everyone was talking about how he would have been, maybe he's been cast as Marvell, but I just love that he wasn't cast as Marvell and you had Annette Benning cast as Marvell and she was freaking awesome. She's brilliant. I have a feeling that Pegasus is actually a the name of a real um project that was going on uh in in what America. in space travel or something like that yeah it seems really familiar to me hmm. and i don't know if that's because it's just one of those names that might sound familiar oh, i might do some plus uh, like if lewis gets to say project Pe- pegasus he gets to say 2p <laughs> <laughs> do it <laughs> i'm gonna ha- ha- have a look okay you do that when when i was I saw the scenes where they were driving in those tunnels at project pegasus huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, they they'll drive down I go, this looks really familiar. And then I realised that it was in Avengers, um, uh, in the first Avengers film, that's where all that stuff took place with Loki and the Loki pokey stick and that's where it started. And that's what got blown up in, in Avengers. Right. Okay, so it was that facility. Because mm. I wondered whether it was, um, I think in the, hmm, I'm trying to think which movie it was. I think it might have been the second Captain America movie. You know, the one where... Um, and they kind of have to go into hiding. The uh, Fury. Oh no, maybe that's an Avengers movie. The one where Fury gets um killed. Oh yeah. And I thought that that was that base that they used when they go and they find out that he's still alive. That was Winter Soldier. Is that Winter Soldier? Yeah. yeah that's what I thought it was mm. a Captain America movie. So, hmm, I'm not sure. So Project Pegasus was a real thing. It's like this. Um, it's hard to explain there's um another podcast called and that's why we drink and they did a two-parter on it um because this guy came out and claimed that space uh, that time travel is real and um that it's actually going on and the government know about it and you know all the presidents know about it and um yeah it's like this big big huge conspiracy theory type thing so oh yeah um, now i see yeah there's even like pictures that um people claim they've gone back in time and they're in gettysburg and stuff so Mm. um yeah it's an interesting uh rabbit hole that one (laughs) that we won't keep going down because it's just a bit too cray cray haven't got time for that no that's right (laughs) running on a schedule here i do i do like jude law as yon rog uh i thought that uh you know he, he he spanned the whole uh, Kree thing, so you kind of – I know you are both saying, hang on, take out these guys, bad guys. Yeah. But he was so noble and good at the, the stuff. I don't want to shoot you kind of thing. Yeah. That he really made you feel like, yeah, th- these are the good guys. I don't know what, what happened between, you know, then and, and now to, to make the Kree bad, but obviously they're good guys back then. Yeah. Um, Ronan the Accuser in in this movie, mm. he didn't look right to me. I don't know That's whether that's because he doesn't have the black paint on. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I thought so he, he wasn't following the old ways. Oh, is that what the black paint is about? In I think in the so. Later. Ep- oh, now I, was say I episodes. see. Yeah, I was just looking up a um, image of him because, I yeah, he just he looked too much like Lee Pace, and 
I didn't like that because to me, Lee Pace is the baker from Pushing Daisies. And <laughs> uh, see, I don't <laughs> and really. He's so sweet, and I didn't understand why he was that blue Smurf man. I, I don't know Lee Pace very well, but it was a bit um, confronting. I'm like, oh, he looks too much like the actor, but that's just because we're so used to that black mark mm, on his. Yeah, nose. I'm assuming you gave this five somethings on. Um, on. I'm pretty sure I gave it five flurkins. Oh, because I was going to give it four and a half flurkins. <laughs> Everyone were being flurkining. Yes, and now let's explain that for the people who have already seen it. It's the cat. Yeah, it's the cat. And the cat's name is Goose. Goose, yep. which is a, a nice honour to Top Gun, which I thought that was really cool. And um, Captain uh, Captain Marvel, um, Carol Danvers does like that thing when she's in the – plane and she does this little like thumbs up thing and it reminds hang loose yeah 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 yeah. and i'm pretty sure that's what maverick does in top gun i could be wrong but it seemed really familiar to me it's so long since i've watched top gun i liked all the 90s music as well Uh, it's really sad that the 90s is a retro time for us now (laughs) makes me feel so freaking old but i i loved the use of um no doubts uh I'm just a girl. Yeah. Towards yeah. the end, I'm just like perfect choice of song. I actually found it a bit clunky. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought it was a bit clunky until you really got into it. I thought yeah. that it was um, a little bit too over the top, and I couldn't work out. I mean, I loved that they used it, but I couldn't work out why they use waterfalls. Oh, it just cracked me up. Oh no, it cracked me up as I well. I think we kind of turned to each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think because it's like, oh, I'm just reliving my high school memories. Yeah, with pretty this much. Music. Um, but that's okay. That's all right. She, she's oh, cool. The, yeah, I know she's she cool, but she likes the other animal on yeah, me. Yeah, I know. So Robin's like the podcasting puppy. She likes to be involved <laughs> with the podcast as much as she well, can. Well, at least she's not like barking and being all like crazy. That's true. Wait till Cecilia gets here and then she'll be like, there's someone at the door. Oh, she'll be very excited. <laughs> Back to the movie. Yes. But we, I, I think uh, Brie Larson like was just so good in this role. Like I really, I was concerned like when they cast Brie Larson, I was going, is she going to be able to do it? Well, she and carried off the humour really well, didn't she? Yeah, she carried off the humour. She also carried off the, the fact that you believe that she is going to be able to kick your ass. And yeah. she is the most powerful person in the room. Yeah. And I also love the fact that uh, the Cree keep on trying to convince her that they gave her the powers. Yeah. And they've got this little chip thing on her neck, which they can basically turn her powers on and off, and it keeps her powers under control. But it was just like, you know, she eventually, like, just broke that that chip and, and had her full access to her powers. Yeah, what does she say? Something along the lines of, I've been, all this time I've been um, doing this with one hand tied behind, behind my, my back. back. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, that was a bit pointed as well. Yeah. And I think I appreciate the fact that they're constantly telling her uh, at the start, you know, to control her emotions and – you know, I suppose that's quite a human thing, the emotions. I think that's a Cree thing that, you know, oh. they try and, you know, make her, like, that's their idea of the ideal warrior is that whole, like, stoic, emotionless, yeah. getting, get the job done. Yeah. I, w- I guess I was just making a comparison to, like, I was going to say Voltron, but it's what's the... Vulcan. The- Vulcans, <laughs> yeah, right. Live long and prosper yeah. people who like uh, emotionless sort of things. But I was just thought, you know... Part of her power is the fact that she's human because mm. she has all of these really strong emotions, which is a human trait. And I just wondered if the Cree thing, it, whether the Cree have that same amount of emotion in them. I don't know. 
I know. I think they were just telling her to, to so that they she didn't get too powerful and just like take yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. It was like that whole thing. I love, I love the end scene with Jude Law's Yon Rog, where he's like, going, "Bravo, bravo, well done." Puts his gun away, and then he's like trying to bait her into a one on one fist fight where she yeah. doesn't use her powers, and she's like, "Boom!" Just yeah, like nope. flies him across the, across the desert. <laughs> And then uh, sends him off yeah. back into space. I loved Annette Benning in this film. Even though she's not in it much, I just really appreciated seeing her. I haven't seen her for a long time. And I just, I, I enjoyed her. Best yeah, I can't. Not. <laughs> Look, <laughs> now, I don't know about hope. that. I don't think she was in it enough probably mm, to get that no. kind of accolade from um, from, we've seen, from we, this movie. We've seen movies like that, that Manchester by the Sea. Um, Michelle, Michelle Williams. Williams. She was in that for like less time and she got the best supporting actress. I don't know if Annette Benning had really strong emotion-filled scenes that no. would, you know. Come on. That scene where she was dancing as the Supreme Intelligence, that was awesome. <laughs> Every scene that she was in was awesome. It, Let's was, very, face it. it was very sexy as well. That was a thing. I don't actually even remember the that scene, the dancing when, bit. When, uh, when They're playing um, uh, Nirvana. Nirvana, but what's the... Hole. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like she they they went there and she was like doing that that shoulder shrugging oh, thing. Oh yeah, was, yeah, yeah. And she was like, "Oh, I love the music kind of thing." It was she's great. And like getting to play the two parts. Yeah, sorry. I just remembered something. Sorry. Yeah. No, you keep going. Yeah, get, get, getting to play the two parts as well. Like uh, and the interesting thing about the supreme Inte- supreme intelligence um is like you're like no one knows what the supreme intelligence really looks like and blah 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 and everyone's personal everyone. Actually, in the comics, no, 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 we do know what the Supreme Intelligent looks like. Uh, he looks like a massive head. Oh, um, wow. Massive green head with like... So that was just something for the um, for the movie. Yeah. That yeah. whole thing oh, of like... Yeah. I, think, you I think I prefer share. Annette Benning. Yeah, yeah. She was way cooler. <laughs> um, speaking of Annette Benning, her hair changes colour. When they have that crash... Yeah. And, um, you know, she takes off the helmet and, you know, she's been helped out of the plane and she's like, how's my hair? Her hair was like a sort of like a, I don't know, like a reddy brown colour. Oh, and it was like. It was grey when she was the supreme intelligence. Mm. So I picked that up on viewing number three. I was just like, what the, I never realised that before, but it was just like, hang on a sec. Just because that scene is quite um, prominent where she's just like, oh, don't worry about my blood. Like, how's my hair? There's some really great comedy in this show, and some of that comedy comes from Nick F- um, in the show film. <laughs> oh my goodness, we've not done this for a while. Um, I just appreciate Nick Fury's humor, and even like when they're in the house and they're like washing the dishes and they're having that moment together. There's a bit of humor there. He says "motherfucker," <sighs> which is really he says appreci- "motherflurkin," which is really awesome. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, I only only heard the "motherfucker" one, but yeah, I was like, "Yeah, bitch." Was he also mother flurkin when when he got scratched? Yeah, because I got scratched. Yeah, yeah. mother flurkin. Yeah, uh, I like that. The you know the when choice say of motherfucker then? right at the start, like um, sort of as he gets to the blockbuster and they're doing. Yeah, I'm sure he says motherfucker because I thought it was hilarious. Oh, have to did check you both? We will have to go watch it again. <laughs> what a shame! Oh my watch gosh, maybe I just really wanted him to say <laughs> it, so I heard it. I'm sure he said it. Oh. Toward like kind of at the start with all the blockbustery stuff and when he was 
Not when um, he works out that it's a Cree in the seat next oh, to him. yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I cool. I think yeah. maybe then. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it wasn't a Cree, it was a scroll. It was a scroll. Oh, sorry. That was a oh, good- corrected. <laughs> that was such a good scene as well with, uh, you know, Colson in the car and then Colson calling up and going, you know, you guys left me here at Blockbuster. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> How cool was Blockbuster? Oh, it was at, like, the true lies um Blowing off out. Arnold Schwarzenegger's head. It's yep. just like it really, like, just rains down on any sort of misogynistic behaviour, doesn't it, this movie? Oh, I never even thought about that, yeah. but I just thought it really sets the scene of this is what the 90s was, you know, we were renting our videos from... From a blockbuster, that's where yeah. we all used to go. go. When did DVDs come out? Was that the 2000s? Uh, oh, 2000s, yeah. Like, late 90s, 2000s. When was I at? Uh, I thought it might have been late 90s. 99, 2000, pretty 2000 because I was working at Video City. Yeah. And they all had DV- uh, videos and then we started getting this very small DVD collection and they cost a fortune. <laughs> and the people who would come in to get them, you could tell they had lots of money. <laughs> oh, wow. So yeah, because like, they, they could afford to get a player. Yeah, exactly. Very entertaining. I remember I didn't get into DVDs until I got my PlayStation 2, which I you know, went, you know, game console, DVD player, Awesome. It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, so I got my PlayStation 2, and that would have been in uh, 2001, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. God, yeah. old. Yeah, that would have – oh, goodness. That's a while ago now. Um, But, yeah, I, I kind of like that they use Blockbuster. I think it's really sad that we've lost – or, yes, we have. I think yep. it shut on Friday, Relief. didn't it? Yeah, it shut uh, – no, no, no. So it's still – Um, if you happen to be in Perth metro area – the Morley Blockbuster is now selling off their stuff and they officially closed their doors on March the 31st. Ah. So they'll be selling off all of their stuff. If they sell it off earlier, then they will close. Um, there's still a Video Easy up near um, Radio Fremantle, though, at, at in Spearwood. Oh, right. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and Jumbo Video, that shut down, oh, didn't it, on yeah, that's, that's gone long Canning ago. Highway, yeah. 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 I was just trying to think of the other ones that were still around, but that's probably about it, really, isn't it? There was Starland video, but that was, um, you know, that's on uh, South Street, but it's still there. Um, I think it may have changed its name and it sells records and stuff now, hmm. I think. I don't know. This makes no sense to you if you're listening to us from another country. <laughs> I, just, I just remember when you used to go into video shops and they were so huge. Like the actual space they took up was massive. Because the videos were, were quite chunky and yep. and there were so many of them. I used to have to clean them, like the dust off of oh. all of them. It was a very arduous job. You know when people weren't coming in? Yeah. I worked Christmas Day once. That was that was entertaining. I was like, who is going to come in on Christmas Day? Yeah. And there were lots of people. Because oh, really? I suppose once you've had your Christmas lunch, because we opened at 3 o'clock, they're like, well, oh, should we get a video to watch? <laughs> yeah. Why not? So we had we had people. I loved working at a video <sighs> store. It really made me feel like I'm, I'm in the... I don't know, the Kevin Smith kind of universe where that was sort of the cool thing to be done. Yeah, you know? very much so. It's, um, yeah, just a time that's kind of lost. So I'm, I'm kind of glad that they've done a little ode to the 90s. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be lots of odes to the 90s <sighs> now that it's so retro. Oh, no. And, but the, uh, like, going to the Radio Shack and getting the, uh, the, the communication equipment to jury rig a uh, payphone. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and a payphone uh, for the kids at home uh, that is like a, <laughs> a mobile phone that doesn't do anything except for make calls. I think there's still some around. I actually witnessed someone using one the other day. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, crazy. Wow. We've got one around the corner, but uh, very rarely see it being used. Uh, 
Yeah, the kind of people who use payphones are probably not people we would normally hang around yeah. with. I had to use that payphone once. Oh, okay. In my pyjamas. <laughs> In your pyjamas. I got locked left- out. Oh, but you happened to have cash on you or did you no, do no, a no. reverse I did dial? A, I did a reverse call to Lewis's mum. I'm like, this is really embarrassing, but can you bring a spare key around and let me back in the house? I didn't even realise that I, yeah, I forgot about those reverse calls because I used to do them to my mum when I was like in high school and stuff. Can nice. you come pick us up now? <laughs> yes. That's that's the 90s for you. Yeah. What else have we got on Captain Marvel? Um, I feel like I was so revved up to talk about it on Thursday and then I couldn't because I was sick and now I've just forgotten all those really key points that I was excited to talk about. <laughs> I just, it's the way of it, unfortunately. I just loved Goose and I think that the the character was was amazing. Like to have this cat that just like rocked up and yeah. then the cat like followed you and he'd be in the- I for some reason thought it might be Annette Benning. No, 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 that kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It was her cat, so. Yeah, well. Except there was that scene early on where um, she turned up and Goose was already there. So they were in the same room that's, at the same time. Okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the yeah, and then like the, the reaction that, uh, you know, Ben Mendelssohn's Talos character had to, <laughs> to Goose. It was like, oh my God, what the hell is that thing doing here? Don't get it anywhere near yeah. me. It's highly dangerous. And you're like going, dude, it's a cat. Oh, obviously, you know, scrolls don't like cats. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, do you not, did you not realize that he was going to turn out to be an alien? No, I thought maybe it in some other planet there's an animal that looks like that that is scary but it turns out it was that animal so when so obviously annette benning's bought that along with her so i mean because they did that thing where they screened the um uh, the the people and they screened the cat mm-hmm. and said you know species flirk and uh you know danger level high and they put the little muzzle on on yeah. goose yeah uh, like I, do you think they should have not done that and just had the the reveal when he does the whole tentacles no 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 because and- they they kind of done the whole so you'd had um you'd had um Talus saying oh my god like what have we got one of those i wouldn't be like picking that up like what are you doing and he's like really freaked out about it so you know that there must be something about this cat and i guess that it wasn't actually a cat but i yeah i wasn't sure what the story was but when that thing unleashes oh my goodness it was it was just crazy all authentically crazy violence and then it's just like meow <laughs> i just appreciated if you show that that it's a flirking with that like scanning device very dangerous and then it scans nick fury yeah. and it says human mm. minimal and he's like something wrong with that machine yeah. <laughs> so it leads to a joke yeah yeah yeah, yeah. true true but yeah, it was when he did the the he ate the uh, um, the tesseract. Yeah, uh, I was like, that's that's awesome. But that other scene where the Kree come and like attack them, and he just like whips out the tentacles and grabs them and like you know, shakes them around and eats them. That was that was awesome. It did remind me a lot of the uh, Groot from the original Guardians of the Galaxy, where he yeah. like spears all those guys and like slams them against the wall. And then he does that cheesy smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was something that it reminded me of from um, the Force Awakens, I, and I can't remember what those oh. those little an- oh, not they little they were huge. These animals with tentacles that were rolling through yeah, um, yeah. the Millennium mm. Falcon. I, I can't remember oh, quite so much, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember those things the, with the big eyeballs. Big eyeballs, yeah, vaguely. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it for a very long time. Mm. It's it's been a while, but anyway, what else have we got? Mm-hmm. Um, Gemma Chan. So you know, she this is her um first appearance in you know anything really big. I would say in terms of like blockbuster mm. kind of movies. I mean, we've seen her in 
a number of things. What did we see her? And she was in um, uh, Crazy Rich Asians. She's had a few different roles. Help me out here. I don't know. You're just looking at me blankly. Yeah. I thought sorry. that she might have had a slightly bigger role. She was in Watership Down. What is with this? This Watership Down just keeps know. coming up for us. I really need to see it. Is it out or is it? Is it... Uh, apparently there was a four-episode 2018 oh, okay. TV series. We just found it because I think um, Emma Thompson, we were looking at her and this Watership Down came up. I was looking at something the other day and saw it and I'm just like, oh, this. And then we talked about it in uh, an episode and I just feel like it's following me around until I watch it. Yeah. You're going to have to watch those bunnies. I don't want to. You'll be fine. But, yeah, I thought that she might have had a slightly more expansive role than what she did. She was in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yeah. Oh, there you go. But it was a very small role. But when I compare it to um, the other Cree characters, I think she was probably got just as many lines as them. Yeah, yeah. So maybe there's an uncut version that we can catch and actually get a little bit more from that sort of group because they seem to have quite an interesting dynamic. So let's re- um, remind remind me of the cr- end credit scene because you've seen it three times and it does lead into Endgame, yeah? It does, it yeah. Just, I remember seeing it and going very getting very excited. Now I can't even remember so what So at the end of the movie it reminds you um, about uh, – the oh. Avengers movie, so you've yep, got that's right, yeah. So Captain Marvel hands over to Fury the pager, and she's um because she takes off um his pager off him because he keeps he on communicating exactly, and so she gives it a bit of a makeover, um makes it a little bit prettier, and says, look, it's got a couple of galaxies of um of reach, um just you know if it's if you need me, call me, I'll come back, kind of thing. Only for emergencies, yeah. And so at the end of um, uh, Infinity War, that's his last motion is to activate that device. And he does almost say motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, gets mother then that's he's Ash, like the rest of them. And Kat's just really angry about that still. But anyway, and so you've got the two of them washing the dishes and that's all good. She gives him the the device so that kind of puts all that together but then there's the end credit scene where you've got three very hopeful avengers just watching this device hoping that it's going to do something mm. yeah and they're like well it's you know it's powered down don't know what the story is and then bah, 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 yes captain marvel walks through yeah. and there's going to be a very awkward conversation about who gets to be called cap i think <laughs> uh, well well that's true well here's the interesting thing though in the whole film she never once gets called captain marvel no but that's all right though it'll come it'll come around and then of course there's an end of credits and end of credits scene with the Tesseract being fucked up. <laughs> because who doesn't want to see a cat doing that cat owners out there would just be like going oh i haven't had one yet no, he, your little baby's too tiny. Uh, maybe, but uh, seriously, Lewis, you've got to meet this cat. It's brilliant. She's pretty cute. Yeah, she she slept on me again today. She's she's a uh, little cuddly thing. Yeah. Anyway, my little flirkin. <laughs> uh, shall we wrap it up? Well, no. Before we do, oh, okay. There was one thing I want to talk about. Samuel L. Jackson is I love the way he's not playing. Nick- love the way he moves. <laughs> I love the way he's not playing Nick Fury as he plays Nick Fury that we know in the yeah, Marvel Cinematic Yeah, a lot universe. of shit has happened. Yeah, so he's like a, a much uh, 
friendlier, yeah. happy, jokey kind of character. Yeah. Like, he's still got, like, a wit in, in future movies, but in this one he's, like, you know, quite funny. He seems and, happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't seem happy in the later ones. Yeah. So he, he, uh, probably because he's just been exposed to so much stuff and yeah. he, he realises – because this is really the, the film that opens up a whole wide world to him. Yeah. Because before this film he didn't even realise – that super people existed yeah. or or that um, you know aliens existed or anything like that. So this is a real starting point for him. And you see him typing up the uh, Avengers project or Avengers initiative, I should say. Uh, it was on the, his... the Protector's initiative yeah. initially. And then when he saw Carol Danvers was called Carol Avenger Danvers. On the he, side of a plane. On the side of a plane. Yeah. He went, Avenger, Avengers. Oh, okay. And then he went back and retyped out. Gotta the Avengers. love seeing those massive old computers. Yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. And his typing speed is like a little one one yeah, finger at a time, two finger typing. Oh my god, it's frustrating when you see that going on. And the uh, and I love all those little, little nods, like when they were uh, putting on the um the what was it uh, CD ROM mm. and. and like <laughs> That was mm. so good. What, what's it doing? It, it's loading. Oh, okay. Fine. So awkward and so uh-huh. bloody true. Oh, and the and the um the search engine. Yeah, yeah. Alta Vista. Yeah. And do you know what I was really hoping for though when it lost its connection when she was um browsing because she was trying oh, to find yeah. that bar, wasn't she? Mm. And um, it lost its connection. I really wanted her to hit redial so that we got to oh. experience that wonder because, <laughs> like everyone, wasn't <laughs> thinking about it. If you'd ever heard of it. It's just like, oh, it's the worst sound ever. Like, why did they make it sound like that? Why did we need to hear those sounds? But they made us listen to them. And you sit there and you'd be, like, oh my God. And you'd know the exact pattern that had to go through while you were sitting there waiting for it to connect. It's almost there. It's almost there. Um, Speaking of the bar scene, um, the guy who plays the bartender, Patrick Brennan, um, he was actually in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He was Marcus Daniels. Oh, see, so I, I, wondered, I wondered, yeah. I haven't seen Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of St- uh, Sh- For God's sake. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I just wondered how much of the of that show I needed to know to, like, get into it. Yeah. Um, you, you probably don't need to know anything, but I think it's interesting because when Fury walks in, it's he – it's like it's a shield bar, mm, mm. which I thought was very interesting. Because why was she going there? She was going there because... Because she... Uh, oh, because she was trying to track down... Um, so they had some information on like a storage device mm. that she listens to and... Or not listens to, she reads a little yeah. bit of it. And that's one of the locations that came up. So maybe Marvel had been hanging out in that bar. Well, they were all hanging out in that bar because that was the bar they all used to go to, like on their oh, off time when they were course. like doing karaoke and stuff. Yes, of course. Mm. Okay. But then that makes it even more interesting then that there might have been some sort of a connection. Yeah. And also he walks out really quickly after Nick Fury got there. Yeah. Almost like he knew him. Yeah, Mm. that's what I'm meaning. Like there was that interaction and you just think, well, I think that he knew who Fury was. So I'm a little bit sort of – I'd like to know more about that. But to be honest, in this movie, he's just credited as bartender. Mm. Yeah. He's not actually given a name. Maybe it was just one of those – Easter eggs for us. Maybe. For, Maybe. For the hardcore fans. Well, if you're um listening to us on the podcast, like I said before, subscribe, rate, review, 
unscripted film show if you want something clean and mostly reviews. Not as much tangents, but let's be honest, we do tangent. You can do the same thing. And Diz Down Under as well. You can uh, rate, review, do all that sort of stuff. Subscribe. And uh, I guess that's that's us for Captain America. Any last words? What, Captain what? Sorry. Oh, gee, Captain Marvel. Sorry. <laughs> We've all been there, Rachel. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Whoopsie. Uh, I have further faster, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the gentlemen of pop culture.